The content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are indeed going higher, everyone. Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Marie Early. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry, Marie, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> this is a very happy Tuesday indeed. Oh, yeah? Why? Did something happen? Yeah, or there's it- a bunch of CC's Pizza in the break room. Oh, Wow. I remember CeCe's Pizza back in the day. They were one of my main competitors at Pizza Patron. <laughs> well, they're the yeah. only competition in the building right now. So. The only competition in the building, yeah. <laughs> and uh, oh my I gosh. remember getting free food in the break room. That was always fun. Oh, I know. And who doesn't love pizza? Uh, I had a cauliflower pizza. I get this cauliflower crust pizza that I, uh, that I get at Costco. You know, I love Costco. <laughs> I could I, I could be their field rep. I swear I love that place. But uh, but anyway, uh, and I, we had it. Actually, Marie and I I put I put my own extra peppers and onions on top because they're so good for you. And uh, yeah, so that's what we had for lunch yesterday: leftover cauliflower crust pizza. Excellent. That's why I like the supreme because <laughs> it's got vegetation on it. There you go. All right. Well, we've got a fantastic show today, and it's beautiful. I don't know what the weather. I the weather up north is kind of brutal right now, isn't it? Still cold, looking for spring, uh, right? But down here yeah, today... Yeah, they're getting and, dumped on right now. Yeah, they're getting dumped on. So, uh, yeah, and of course, we're on iHeart uh, Media, iHeart Radio, so we are worldwide, and it's great to be here. Always a priv- privilege. At the half, we have Ray L. Flores. We're going to be talking about how the PrEP Act protects everyone except the vaccine injured. And uh, But first up, we have Angelia DeSalle. She is a healthcare worker who trusted the science and volunteered to receive her shot the day it rolled out in her area. She immediately had a reaction within two hours of getting the vaccine, and it's now been two years of dealing with horrible side effects. Angelia has been left behind in the battle and her, uh, and her real-life experience. And we've got uh, some backfeed there. I can't hear myself. But uh, And her real-life experience has been deemed as misinformation. Uh, and so we're very happy to in- introduce Angelia sell and talk about uh, life after vaccine injury. Angelia, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good today. Thank you for having me. Are you? Yeah. So, you know, I watched your interview on CHTV uh, with Riley uh, Voyevich, and uh, it was quite, um, what do I want to say? It was, uh, it was, uh, it was heart-wrenching to watch. It really was. Um and everything that you've been through. So, but I really appreciate you coming on One Life Radio and sharing your story. So, can, you know what? We have a lot of background noise. Jerry, do you know what's? Uh, can we fix that? Because I cannot hear myself speak. Um, that may be her phone. Okay, uh, Angela. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes, okay. I could not I hear. Speaker. I'm sorry. I oh don't yeah, yeah. To hold my phone up to my ear. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. It just I can't. It's hard to concentrate with all that back feed. Um, but uh, but it's great to have you with us, and I thank you so much for coming on One Life Radio and sharing your story. So can we start with when you decided to get the vaccine? You were never an anti-vaxxer, is that right? No, and and like I said in that interview, like I ordered my flu vaccines every year from my surgery center. I manage the surgery center, so whenever 
it was time, you know, for everyone to take their flu vaccine. I ordered those, and for those that chose to take it, I made sure that it was there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it was. I had no hesitancy about going and taking the COVID shot. Um, I had trusted all other vaccines, so why in the world would I not trust that one? Right now, it was my fault for not doing the research that needed to be done. But it was also very early in the rollout. So we didn't hear of a lot of issues with it. So I just rolled up my sleeve the day it rolled out. I took my lunch break and boy, has it been a journey since. I can't believe it's already been two years. I know time flies. Yeah, and it was so it was January fifth, twenty twenty one, uh and it was a Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, right? And right it after was. the vaccine you started you got a headache, then the next day you became very uh lethargic and tired, and yeah. then on Thursday you nearly passed out. But you uh you know, you persevered, you got through the work day, but you felt horrible. And then on that Friday, what happened after the vaccination? Sure. So that Friday I still had all of the fatigue feeling, um, just wasn't feeling myself at all. And I went to work that evening. We had went out to eat dinner with some friends. And um, we came home around 1130. I had already, you know, gotten in bed, fell asleep. And around 1130, I'd got up to go use the restroom. And I noticed that my leg, my left leg, it would not work. Like I would try to put my weight on it. It would buckle, Mm. tingly, numb feeling. I I didn't know what was going on. I thought maybe I had slept on my leg wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even associate it with anything of the COVID shot. Got back in the bed, said something is not right with my leg. Told my husband, you know, drifted off back to sleep. And Saturday when I woke up, I couldn't use either of my legs. Wow. It was just, they they wouldn't work. Uh, I would try to stand up and I would collapse. They they were just gone. Yeah. And as they were getting me ready, he had to call my neighbor over to help get me dressed. Mm-hmm. They were trying to get me dressed and the full body convulsions, shaking, tremor started. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew, okay, something is not right here. Yeah. You know, like this is not normal. That's something mm-hmm. I have never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And um, it was scary. Yeah, I bet. You know, oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, I, I saw the video. And that's when I, when I say it's heartbreaking to watch that. Yeah. And then we'll get into this. But you were ridiculed for that, uh, for that shaking when you're, you yeah. know, when uh, it went viral. When uh, it, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I don't want to jump ahead. But uh, did you ever have any concerns about the safety of vaccines before getting the COVID shot? I know, you know, a lot of people think that I am an anti-vaxxer. And originally I was not. I actually vaccinated my children uh, with caution. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it very slowly and I only did certain ones and I did them at certain ages and I was very careful. But the more I investigated, the more I read from books like, um, you know, Dr. Robert Mendelson, uh, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Pediatrician and things like that. Just giving like warnings about, you know, that mm-hmm. it's not all, you know, a bed of roses, that there are children that do get injured. It's just not uh, talked about really. Right. And it certainly wasn't talked about then or now really on mainstream media. But did you have any concerns about the safety of vaccines before? For getting the COVID shot? I did not. No. I mean, in healthcare, you're, you know, that's 
you do everything that is supposed to be out there. And no, I had no reservations. Now, mm-hmm. I, I did know one little nine-year-old that had gotten paralyzed from the flu vaccine. She, her mom actually worked with me at the surgery center. Wow. But everybody thinks, oh, that would never happen to me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, I had no issues. Like, I never had any issues with any other vaccine out there. So I had no reservations. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a couple of friends where their children's were, uh, children were injured. Uh, injured. One of them was the uh, DPT shot um, uh, back, oh gosh, I guess it was like 20 years ago. And it was the, um, not, is it, not encephalitis. It, there's another term for it. You probably know you're the nurse here. But uh, <laughs> where her brain swelled after the shot, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. high-pitched screaming and stuff like that. And so you hear these stories, but you don't think it's ever going to happen to you or it's one in a million or one in several million. But it does happen, and it happens a lot more often than we'd like to believe, and we do need to talk about this as a nation. Would you agree that uh, perhaps you being the strong woman that you are, that maybe this is your fight to help lead uh, as a as a healthcare worker, as a woman, as a mother, uh, as a wife, to warn everyone? Absolutely. You know, for, for months and months, I think even told Riley, yes, for months, I laid in my bed questioning why. Mm-hmm. You know, why did this happen to me? I'm sorry, I get emotional. That's okay, get emotional. It's okay. I, um, I would too. I would be so emotional about it. Anybody would be. Right. Yeah. I was chosen for this. You know, like, I didn't know anything about Varys or, you know, like any of, the, I, I didn't know any of that until I yeah. was laying in the hospital and I started searching, you know, about the the issues with transpersonalitis and and GBS after vaccines and children with autism. I had just been blinded mm-hmm. to all of this for forty five years of my life. Yeah, yeah. You know, until it happens to you. That's right. And you can't stay silent. I mean, like my life has just been completely stripped from me. Yeah. And I was on no routine medication. I was perfectly healthy. And, you know, here we are two years later, and to this mm-hmm. day, I still have issues. They're not as bad as they were in the beginning, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'll ever have a normal life again. Yeah, and that's pretty so, yeah. scary. Yeah, it it's, is. It, and it's concerning. And so, so that you know, you you didn't know anything about VAERS, right? And you're in the healthcare system. So many people don't. Most people didn't even no. know what it was. The only thing that really brought it to light, I think, was the COVID-19 vaccine and all the injuries. Most people don't know yeah. what it is. Um, and and yeah. uh, we're going to get into that in the second half of the show with uh, Ray Flores. Uh, he's an attorney for the Children's Health Defense. Um, we're going to be yeah. talking all about it. But, you know, uh, and the reason you don't hear about it, and I'm just going to bring this up, we tried to do a press release on Access Wire. We worked on it for hours last night, Marie and I, um, uh, actually worked until 6 o'clock last night trying to get this out so more people would uh, see that. And the, the title of the uh, of the release was The Vaccine Injured Are Real. One Life Radio gives a voice to those injured by the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, and, and I, you know, I could... Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they denied it. They denied it. We got an uh, an email from them this morning that said, unfortunately, our quality compliance has rejected this press release due to our guidelines. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. I've copied your sales rep to this email. Sorry again. Um, And so we looked at the guidelines, and we don't see where we're in violation of any kind of guidelines. But the bottom line is... Access Wire, which is mainstream media, okay, that puts all these press releases out, and you pay for them. I don't know if you know that or not, but you can 
pay for these. You can actually buy them for like four or five hundred dollars a piece. And if you want it to go international, I think it's like seven or eight hundred dollars. But they denied us getting out the show today that the vaccine injured are real. How does that make you feel mm-hmm. as a vaccine injured, Angelia? It, we are completely censored. Mm-hmm. You know, just in your opening, like my my real life story is deemed as misinformation. Yeah. I wish this wasn't real, you know, and it's the censorship is absolutely disgusting. It is. It really is. Uh, it's a it's a violation of everything that this country was founded on. And 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 the only reason that we are talking about it right now is because because I pay to play. Angelia on One Life Radio, I on iHeart I Media. I buy this time so that I can educate people about things just like this. It's that important to me. It really is, and it should be important to every American citizen. I say American citizen. This is going worldwide. It should be important to everyone out there listening that you protect your freedom as a human being that was born on the planet Earth. We are all born free, or at least we should be, and uh, without restriction from certainly from not our government. Um, but I'm going to go to break and. More coming up with Angelia DeSalle. We'll be right back. You're listening to One Life Radio. If you missed the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at OneLifeRadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. (laughs) In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. All right, everybody. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell, Marie Early, and we have Angelia DeSalle with us. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas, on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. We're talking with Angelia about life after vaccine injury. You know, when we went to break, uh, Marie asked a question. Can you have her talk us through what it was like? What did you say, Marie? I... uh I just wanted to hear when you woke up that morning and and you had to have help getting dressed and everything, what happened after that? What was the journey like at the doctor's office? Like, what did they say that you had? So um, I was taken to the ER by my husband. Um, I was immediately admitted, like, into the hospital. But I went to a freestanding ER, so I had to be transported to the campus at the hospital, um, they didn't run a lot of tests in the ER. They did like a CT of my brain, which came back normal. My blood pressure was through the roof, but I think a lot of that was just 
Oh, yeah. Fear. You know, the, the fear, right? <laughs> yeah, because of I didn't know what in the world was going on with me. Um, when I got into, when they got me into the room, the hospitalist, Dr. Owen Blaylock, I'll never forget this man's name, he met me in my room and he said, Ms. Cell, I heard you were coming. I know what happened to you. This is from the vaccine and we're not going to stop until we get you right. I laid in the hospital for five days. And that doctor never came back to my room. I requested him and I could see, you know, I, I had a, my chart so I could see he would be the one ordering labs on me. The nurses, they would even switch out the nurses. And I know that it tugged at their hearts. They would literally hear my bed shaking from the Mm. nurse's station. They Mm. would run down hold me down. I would be begging, please help me. Something is not right. Help me. I was given ibuprofen, Tylenol, and ice packs in the hospital. Wow. That was it. Yeah. Because I had no help. Oh, sorry. Um, Yes. (laughs) They diagnosed me with bilateral leg weakness. So after five days, my insurance company of course, they wouldn't cover a five-day stay in the hospital with just the diagnosis of bilateral leg weakness. So the whole authorization got denied, and I was basically like, Mr. So, you got to go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah. leads me, yeah, and you know, um, <laughs> the cost involved in this, I'm going to jump ahead here a little bit. I mean, this how, how has your life changed financially? I know in the interview that you did on CH uh, mm-hmm. TV with Riley uh, Voyevich, uh, you said that it was hundred about $150,000 in medical yeah. bills, alternative treatments, but then your loss of income. So you're at about a $400,000 loss as of right now in, uh, in two years. That's a lot of money that you probably will never be able to recover. We'll never recover that. Never. Um, yeah. I'm a penny pincher now. <laughs> I did have a pretty, you know, a good life before um, all of this, and now it's just come to a complete halt. You know, the things that we used to do, we can't do anymore. Like it's been just a total revamp of our budget. Um, I can't work. I, I, I have filed for disability. I filed for disability in April of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I am still waiting. Like now it's got to go before a judge. Unbelievable. And yes. the, the thing about it is, is like system doctors that I called them, you know, the doctors that you go through the system, they will not diagnose you with anything. Um, And it's really like, I have five lesions on my brain. I had a brain hemorrhage that, that was completely overlooked in the MRI that I had done after I got out of the hospital. They did not even do an MRI in my brain while I was in the hospital for those five days. How crazy is that? That's crazy. Well, insurance probably didn't want to pay for it, right? Because they, they because there's nothing wrong with you, right? <laughs> they, they scanned my spine. You know, I did have a bad back. You know, but who at doesn't? My age, <laughs> exactly. At my age, I mean, we're all getting older, and of course, you have back aches. Yeah, I they mean, scanned my spine, and that was all they did for me. They would not do an EEG to see if I was having like seizures. Mm-hmm. They would not even consider a spinal tap to see if it was transverse mellitus or GBS. They would not do any of that for me in the hospital. Wow. And throughout and all, yeah, and that's what? 
I finally had MRI on my brain in December of 2021. I actually used to manage an imaging center. Mm -hmm. So I went to these people that I trusted, and the radiologist said, do you have that old disc from the first one in January? I said, I do. Well, that's when they discovered that I had had a small hemorrhage on my brain. Oh, wow. It was seen on the first MRI, and no one ever even associated the two. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it's uh, it like I said, it's it's heartbreaking to hear all of this. It really is. And you know, did you you did file an injury to bears, right? Uh, and and the CDC or Pfizer, you reached out to a couple um, different people, right? right. And the FDA, so, right? I I filed to the FDA. I filed to Pfizer, the CDC. I was one of those people that did the V Safe check ins on my phone. You know, because in the beginning, I was like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll do this. So I was doing the V-safe check-ins on my phone. I can't walk. I'm in the hospital. I'm not no better. You know, so there is, I even filed with my state here in Louisiana, the state health department. I filed everywhere that I knew to report this injury. Wow. You know, and then, yeah. you know, when you made the brave decision to post a video on social media at the height of your injury... The yeah. online response was just extremely hateful and cruel. Do, do you mm-hmm. think that the pharmaceutical companies had something to do with the backlash in your post and the, it going viral with the post, uh, with the uh, hashtag, what was it? It was... Thanks, uh, Pfizer. Thanks, Pfizer. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, just how awful, how awful. What did that, it had 72 million views. You mm-hmm. didn't even know until you woke up the next morning that it had gone viral, right? Right. You know... I was completely shocked. I mean, I'm just an average, everyday person. The Rolling Stones has written an article about me. Wow. I WebMD now has an article out about me. Like, since I did that interview with Raleigh, WebMD put out an article. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forbes has put out articles. Yahoo Mail. Wow. Every one of them calling me an anti-vaxxer. And misinformation. Wow. All these people had to do was reach out to me and get the medical documentation because it is documented in my charts that I have had a severe reaction to the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. That's all they had to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the book Turtles All the Way Down, and I had it out this morning, and I just want to read. Not the, the I typically read the last three paragraphs, but I'm just going to read this one paragraph out of the book to give everybody something to think about. It says, think about it. The medical establishment's people claim that vaccines are scientifically proven beyond any doubt to be safe and effective. If they are so confident, why don't they welcome public debate where they can prove it once and for all? And to all those hesitant parents, why do they go on spending all those millions of taxpayer dollars on studies that aim to better understand parent parental attitudes regarding vaccination when they have numerous opportunities to get it in the ring with their leaders and uh, beat the hell out of the critics for all the world to see. If it weren't for the countless lives ruined and those being destroyed right now, even as you read this paragraph, the hypocrisy displayed by vaccinations champions would be comical. I agree. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're one of those people and it's got to be I- so difficult for you. I mean, us injured by this COVID shot, I don't even like calling it a vaccine anymore, but Mm -hmm. us injured by this COVID shot has brought a whole new awareness 
to vaccine injured, all of those parents that have been screaming, you know, um, this vaccine gave my child autism, you know, Mm -hmm. it has just opened up a whole new avenue. Like this has been going on for years and years Mm -hmm. and years. It has. Yeah, it has. You know, and they even had, but what? Go ahead. But we've never had a rollout like this vaccine either. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's why there are so many of us. I mean, we've never had anything before happen like this. Well, yeah, because, you know, vaccines are so profitable. I think that they just, the greed Mm -hmm. got out of control and that, you know, they got caught with their own, their, their whole arm in the cookie jar and maybe even their head in the cookie jar because it's like, oh my gosh, they're drunk on the money, the greed. That's what I see as an American citizen voicing how I feel and how, you know, uh, everything I've read and connecting the dots. I just feel that at the very root of all of this is the unprecedented greed in this country that we see now, not just with pharmaceutical companies, with big tech, with big chemical, with big oil, you know, not caring about our environment, not caring about animals, not caring about people. It's out of control. And unfortunately, people like you have gotten injured. And it's really, really sad. I mean, they even had to, uh, you know, COVID-19 vaccines didn't work. So the CDC changed the definition, had to change the definition of vaccine. I mean, where does it stop, right? Yeah. A vaccine is supposed to prevent you from getting a virus or a disease, well, a disease. Yeah. What what has this COVID vaccine done? Absolutely nothing but harm people. Yeah. Well, it's brought a spotlight on it for sure. Um, And what's really been going on for, as you said, a very long time. You know, um, you know, what what was it like for your son? How how has your family reacted to all of this? Lost family members to COVID. then they have me that had this horrible reaction. So it has been a very difficult journey for my entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough to see their mom, who used to be the strong person I was. I've just been completely humbled and brought to my knees. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not yeah. the same person that I was. And even if I were to ever completely 100% get better, I will never be that person that I was before mentally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because this has just been such an attack on me. Yeah. I I completely view everything different now. Mm -hmm. It's been an attack on the world. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, And yeah, it really has. Um, Any closing statements you want to share with your audience while you have a voice? Yeah, you have a voice. (laughs) If anybody is out there and you're going through the same thing, whether it's you just don't feel right after taking the shot, please reach out. We have tons of support groups. We might not have all of the answers, but we can love you. We can protect you. And we know what you're going through. We've got a couple of websites, realnotrare.com, and we have react19.org. We're here. We can help you. All right. Angelia, thank you for um, your contribution today and being so brave to get on the air with us. I know that um, you've continued. You're, you've you've been on uh, Dell Big Trees, the, the high the high yeah. wire, um, and of course on Children's Health Defense TV, um, CHTV. And I hope you continue to fight because you know what you, uh, for whatever reason, you were selected. <laughs> you and many other were selected. Uh, I say especially yeah. you as a healthcare worker and someone yeah. who had uh, you know. Um, a very productive life before this injury. And so um, you have a voice and I'm glad that you're exercising it. 
you know. So thank you so much, and all the work you guys are doing as well. Oh, you're welcome, and it's it's our honor and pleasure. And you take care and keep us updated, would you? Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, yeah. thanks. Okay, Thank all right, you. take care. Right. Angelina right. DeSalle, everyone, uh, and uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. We have Ray Flores coming up. He is an attorney at law and a health freedom and natural living advocate, uh, and he serves as senior counsel to the Children's Health Defense. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Hey everyone, I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotic. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care. Her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at OneLifeRadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back everyone <laughs> yeah <laughs> welcome back to one life radio this is bernadette fiaschetti with jerry caldwell and marie early we are broadcasting live from dallas texas on iHeartMedia, as well as kmet in southern california on abc news talk we have ray l flores with us he is an attorney at law and a health freedom and natural living advocate he has practiced law for the uh, past 17 years working tirelessly to preserve our natural rights that are under attack by regulatory agencies uh, ray serves as senior counsel to the children's health defense uh, and is a regular contributor for the children's health defense and chd tv you can contact uh, Mr. Flores at childrenshealthdefense.org. Such an honor and a pleasure to have you with us. Welcome to One Life Radio, Mr. Uh, uh, Ray. I'll call you Ray. How about that? <laughs> hey, thank you very much. Yes, I'm from Los Angeles, so it is indeed a pleasure to be back home, at least virtually anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you heard uh, Angelia's uh, uh, interview uh, just before yours, if you were listening live or not, um, but uh, on the iHeartRadio app. But uh, it was it was very moving and it was uh, very emotional. And so let's start. Let's talk about this. So we're talk today. Our topic is how the PrEP Act protects everyone except the vaccine injured. So first, what is the PrEP Act, uh, Mr. Flores? Oh, sure. Uh, when the Secretary of Human Health and Human Services declares an emergency, then the PREP Act is triggered, which basically immunizes manufacturers of and, and covered persons from any liability uh, dealing with, you know, resulting from any injury that has, uh, has occurred to anybody who's been, the, you know, the recipient of a covered countermeasure such as a vaccine, such as a ventilator, 
such as, you know, any other uh, device, whether it's approved or only EUA, meaning emergency use only. So it can be a variety of different measures that are being used to, uh, you know, to combat this pandemic, as they say. Mm-hmm. And under the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness, or PrEP Act, it's nearly impossible to get compensation for a COVID-19 vaccine injury, right? Because everyone from the vaccine maker to the vaccine administrator is immune from liability. I'm reading this from an article that you wrote for the Children's Health Defense on February 6th, uh, titled Pharma's Gatekeeper, How the PrEP Act Protects Everyone Except Those Injured by Vaccines. Yeah, that, that is pretty much the case. I mean, when you look at the latest statistics that there's 281,429 uh, COVID vaccine injuries reported to VARES that are either, you know, that are either serious or life-threatening, and 300 or 34,478 cases where the patient died from COVID wow. vaccines. Mm-hmm. And according to a Harvard uh, study, that number is only one percent of the total number of injuries that have occurred, as an estimate. Of the you know in, in that VARES does not report all the injuries or all the injuries are not actually reported to VARES. That number could be much higher when you think that out of all those injuries and all that stuff that you're seeing on television, not a single penny has been paid to wow. any of those victims under wow. press. And I believe that Harvard is right on that study because, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I personally know people in my circle and friends of uh, and family members, probably 15 people at least, a couple of them died and have been injured and uh, ended up in the hospital thinking they're having a heart attack. Um, one of my closest friends said after the second vaccine that she thought she was going to die. And it was very, right. very sick afterwards. And it never got reported. Like all these people I'm telling you about, it's never been reported. So, you know, as Harvard said, they, they said it was how what percent? Percentage only one percent. One percent is what is what they wow. said in two thousand and ten. Wow. So you know. Uh, so let's go. Let's go to this. So our manufacturer, our manufacturers liable for vaccine injury because this is very complicated. So we want to like go through the steps and try to keep it as simple as possible. It is very complicated. Would you agree? Uh, yes. Yes and no. I mean, once you stare at it and all the information is publicly available, then all of a sudden you can make heads or tails out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two di- different programs, one for the emergency products, uh, such as, uh, you know, or the, when the emergency is declared, such as vaccines and other uh, devices that are covered by PrEP, and then the, the routine recommended childhood and pregnancy schedules, uh, you know, for the from the CDC, those are covered by vaccine court under the 86 Act. And there have been overall, what, the past 30 plus years, there's been almost $5 billion paid out to um, those folks. But there's a big difference between the COVID vaccine program, you know, under CSIP and the vaccine injury program that has paid out $5 billion. CSIP hasn't paid out a nickel to anyone yet. Wow. Okay, so, so CSIP, that is an acronym for? The Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program. And so what you do is you apply within one year after you've been injured. And then they'll determine uh, after 240 days uh, if you're eligible or not. And if you're not eligible, then you have other remedies. But Mm -hmm. those are nothing but hurdles to climb over. Right. 
and so Angelia, for example, Angelia DeSell, who was just on the air, she has, if she didn't file within a year, which I believe she didn't, she has no, um, she has no, uh, no option, right, to, uh, to get, to find uh, anyone responsible for or liable for her injuries. Well, without or, knowing or, or, the specifics of the case, yeah. yes, that's what the, uh, that's what the, the rules says. And that's what it's there for. And when you think that out of all these injuries all around the country, only 8,447 uh, injuries have been reported to CSIC uh, out, of, out of what millions of people who've been, mm-hmm. who've been mm-hmm. injured. Uh, and, you know, that, that number is, is, is really low because nobody knows that these, that these programs are available. And that's right. what we're trying to do is spread the word. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to spread the word. You saw, I, I don't know if you heard it, I, you know, and I think uh, we, we shared with you that we were censored, you know, on Access Wire. We tried to put this show out so that more people could listen, uh, entitled it The Vaccine Injured Are Real, and it was, uh, it was turned down. They said that they, uh, that, uh, that unfortunately, our quality compliance has rejected this press release due to our guidelines. And uh, as I said to Angelia, we looked at the guidelines, and we don't feel that we're in violation of them, but uh, I don't know. Perhaps we need to file a lawsuit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... It's all, you know, it's all very interesting and it's all connected. And so what should someone do, Ray, if they are injured by a vaccine? Well, again, it depends whether or not it's a CSIP, you know, uh, 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 an EUA or approved countermeasure for the COVID pandemic emergency or whether it's just a routine, you know, what I'd like to call a routine vaccine for for children or for pregnant women now. So then... You go to vaccine court, which is the court of federal claims, and you can actually have a lawyer. You can get attorney fees. There's there's a whole list on the uh, United States Court of Federal Claims of all the lawyers that are you know ready to take cases like this. However, none of those lawyers want to touch any prep cases because there are no attorney fees awarded in oh, wow. in this program. Yeah, so they so they make it even more difficult for for people. I mean, they don't even when you when you give a a recommendation or a referral, they they practically hang up on you. They don't even want to hear about it because they know they're not going to make a dime off of this stuff. Wow. You know, and Marie Mm -hmm. was doing some investigating, you know, before uh, the show and she pulled up this advisory commission on childhood vaccines roster or the ACCV, all these acronyms. It's a division of injury compensation programs or the DICP, but there are five vacancies, five vacancies or positions that are vacant on this uh, advisory commission. That in itself is, 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 uh, it's not good. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I'm not applying. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm laughing, but it's really not funny. This is a very serious subject. It really is. And so what should someone do, um, Ray, if, if, they, if they are uh, injured by a vaccine? And as you said, it depends upon the vaccine. But let's just say uh, it's, uh, let's just say it's the MMR vaccine. Where, where would they start, the routine vaccines? Okay, so... The measles, mumps, rubella, that would be a regular vaccine court. You go to the United States Court of Federal Claims, you look it up on the Internet, vaccine court, and they have a list of about 250 attorneys, maybe more, from around the country listed by state who, have, uh, who, are, uh, who are admitted uh, and have uh, informed the court that they are willing to take cases uh, and, you know, you know, regarding those type of vaccines. Mm-hmm. And if it's in the emergency use, uh, like the COVID-19 okay, well, vaccine? 
Right. And, and, and that's kind of a, a misunderstanding by a lot of people, whether it's emergency or approved, it still doesn't matter. It still has to go through the CSIP program. So the way it works is that you file within one year of injury, you include as much information as possible. Uh, you know, I recommend you include everything, medical records, cause of death, everything. It has to be either serious bodily injury or death in order to, uh, to be able to apply for that, for that program. And then uh, if, if there is, uh, after 240 days, you have the option of filing in federal court in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, well, uh, you know, um, I'm looking at the clock. We're going to go for a quick break and we'll be back. More coming up with Ray Flores. Uh, he serves as senior counsel to the Children's Health Defense and is a regular contributor for childrenshealthdefense.com and chgtv.com. We'll be right back. More coming up. How the PrEP Act protects everyone except the vaccine injured. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well, and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry and Marie and Ray L. Flores. Uh, we are broadcasting or continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. I want to correct uh, what I said. It's childrenshealthdefense.org. Uh, it was a typo and I didn't catch it. And chdtv.org. So it's not .com, it's .org. We're talking about how the PrEP Act protects everyone except the vaccine injured. So, you know, uh, what are the chances, Ray, of getting recovery under the CICP or the Compensation, uh, the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness or PrEP Act? Well, right now it's zero. I mean, there's, there's what, 15 cases that have been approved, 19 cases that have been approved for payment, but not one, one payment has been made yet. And there, and who knows if it'll be de minimis or if it'll actually be, uh, you know, a sizable amount of money. You know, I, I just want to back up with the regular vaccine court. That is a, you know, an administrative law judge. It's kind of a, a it's a closed, like a secret court proceeding. But the CSIP uh, for the prep, that is only an administrative process. And what's interesting in the regular vaccine court is that the United States of America, the HHS, becomes the defendant. So the person who is, quote unquote, suing is actually uh, suing the government to get money. The government protects the vaccine manufacturer in mm-hmm. the ICP and in, in the vaccine court in CSIP. All it is is the administrative process where you either get approved or denied, and that's it. 
However, there is one method that if after 240 days you did not have a satisfactory uh, response or, or an award that you accept, then you can go to the United States uh, District Court in Washington, D.C., of which I am a member, mm. and you can file a case of alleging uh, willful misconduct. And that is a very difficult uh burden to hit and it has to be by clear and convincing evidence means it's a higher standard and the willful misconduct is almost like a criminal uh standard and clear and convincing evidence again it's bordering on a criminal standard so it's not your typical court case and you have to go in front of three judges and the vaccine manufacturers again are protected even then unless the attorney general or the FDA, HHS, has actually brought charges against the manufacturer to begin with. So basically, wow. you know, they've made it next to impossible on any mm-hmm. level, but we're figuring out exactly what to do. We have a couple of cases in the pipeline, and we're going to bring one soon. Yeah. Very well, soon. It- yeah, it's uh, there's so much to talk about here. You know, I know you're aware of the case in Vermont where a six-year-old, it was in your article that you wrote for the childrenshealthdefense.org uh, about a six-year-old that was vaccinated without permission and against his wishes because he had the wrong name tag. And, and his family, uh, can, can't his family claim negligence? Or he too, or they too, are protected under the PrEP Act and um, the, the Countermeasures Injury Compensation Program or the CICP. It was thrown out of court, right? The, the the judge said, no, you know, we can't do anything. Is that correct? Well, it was dismissed with leave to amend. So what they did was they filed an amended complaint, and then they added, you know, another constitutional violation. I think there's battery in there. Uh, there's negligence. But all those were already thrown out, and unfortunately I'm not that hopeful that this new amended complaint is going to be any different. Mm-hmm. However, there's a new case we're about to file, and I was hoping to have the news for you today uh, in uh, in Washington, D.C., where a mother uh, had her ch- children in, locked in a room uh, with her waiting outside, and the doctor uh, injected them against their wishes, lied to them, saying that they needed oh, it for school, God. and uh, came at them even when they said they didn't want it and did it anyway. And uh, so hopefully... You know, there's going to be some pretty heavy, uh, you know, tort claims or, you know, civil claims leveled against the doctor who did that. And that announcement will come very, very soon. You said tort claims. Can you explain court, court, tort claims tort, to the tort audience? Tort is a French word for wrong. J'ai tort ah. means I'm wrong in French. Wow. So tort is, is, is just a regular thing that you sue for in a court. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marie you know, it's either a contract ask. or it's a, it's a wrong. Yeah. It's tort. It's simple. It's wrong. <laughs> I'm glad you defined or gave me the French definition of it. And Marie, what did you want to say? I just wanted to ask if uh, these two cases are easier to win in court when it's they did they gave a vaccine without my permission more so than a vaccine injury. To pr- are they easier to prove? I guess, or are they are those the types of cases that are they're protected to too? The court? I mean. Yeah. It, oh. Time and time again in California, except are not in California around the country, except in one case in Kansas or Missouri, I believe, where actually, you know, <clears throat> they're they're 
their negligence claims, their battery claims were thrown out of court because they're protected by PrEP. It happens over and over again. The only cases that have a chance that do survive are in nursing homes where the staff was not given proper PPEs or, you know, the roof roof caved in or some other kind of garden variety negligence that do not involve a countermeasure. Those cases are actually, you know, moving through the courts in state court and are not precluded by the PrEP Act because they're mm-hmm. garden variety negligence cases. Yeah. It's also confusing. It really is. You have to, like, I don't know, almost have the definitions in front of you and connect the dots, at least for me. Uh, but I'm not a lawyer, and you're very familiar with it and very astute. But you know one of the things that I, um, this is just a, um, you know, an observation on my part. I think both um, both the PREP Act uh, and the, um, the um, hold on a second, both the PREP Act, I have it right here, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm trying to make a point here, and I'm not doing it very well, but both the PrEP Act and the 1986 uh, Vaccination Act, both of those have this in common. I feel like they were presented to Congress under the guise that they were something good, and they really weren't. They mixed the good with the bad, right? And even Ronald Reagan was quoted as saying that he had so, uh, so many mixed feelings, uh, serious reservations about the vaccine compensation program. Uh, and it was under the guise, you know, and it came after heavy, heavy lobbying as well in favor of the bill by, um, you know, by drug companies and physicians and groups representing children and the elderly. And I just feel like uh, to, to begin to clean this mess up, we need to go to Washington. We need to <laughs> start there, right? Yeah, I mean, that would be really nice if the pharmaceutical lobby wasn't uh, so powerful <laughs> over there. I mean, they're yeah. almost speaking for the people who are supposed to be yes. speaking for us. So, right. you know, that's going to be a, a real joy uh, doing that. But you know what? It's gaining momentum. We're on a victory lap. We're going to keep pummeling them. We're backing them up to the ropes. And good luck. You know, they, you know, this whole thing is unraveling day by day and they're Mm -hmm. scrambling. They don't know what to do. That's why they're censoring, because that's the last act of a desperate group of of thugs, unfortunately. Yeah, they are. They are are thugs. Um, and, And the magnitude of their crimes is enormous. Would you agree with that? Well, I mean, this could be the worst, you know, I mean, not, not since, you know, World War II have we seen anything this bad, and maybe this yeah. is a million times worse than that. Yeah. But only time will tell. Ray, Mr. Flores, thank you so much for jumping on the air with you to, uh, with us today. It was such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much for all the work you do for the Children's Health Defense, Children's Health Defense.org as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Ray Flores, everyone. You can find him at childrenshealthdefense.org along with Mary Holland and uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., all of them working hard to bring you the truth. All right, you get one body, you get one mind, and you get one life. Get out there today and get informed. Get informed.